Here's another real estate law podcast quick take. We have a fascinating one right here from Dr. Pranay Parikh. Uh, it applies to anybody listening if you have a professional degree. So doctors, attorneys, people that went to school for like, you know, an extra four years uh, and studied a grueling profession. Um, often what you find in that profession is that it does not end up exactly as you wish, or you really do like practicing, but it is a grind. It's a grind on your body when you're 40, 50 years old and you want to spend more time with your family and less time hunched over a patient or, you know, showing up at a hospital that you don't agree with uh, the administration because they themselves are not doctors. Or if you're an attorney that, you know, you're just practicing and you've gotten bored of the field, um, this is a quick take for you because it shows how professionals might have challenges with entrepreneurship. And Dr. Uh, Pranay Parikh mentioned something at the very beginning of the episode uh, where he said, you know, the biggest value that he can give to doctors is uh, and the, to their health and to patients is to make them financially free. And yeah, they're very high paying professions, but they're very high stress as well. And the burnout rates are real. So a lot of doctors are looking for ways to invest their money. And some of them are looking for ways to replace their income and actually get out of the profession. And there is no shame in that. You know, a lot of times uh, it's drilled into our heads that what we study in school is really what we need to do for the rest of our lives till we're 65 or retire and then enjoy a couple more years of retirement afterward. It's a very different world these days. And a lot of people go to school for something that they actually are not doing in the real world because they find a different passion or they find an easier way to, uh, you know, manage their happiness and their bliss. And that's really what it comes down to. Um, so I encourage you to listen to this uh, quick take uh, from Dr. Pranay Parikh. Even if you are not a doctor, um, it will still apply to you if you're really looking to get into entrepreneurship and find a way to diversify your income away from your W-2 income and you just are stuck. You feel like you have sunk costs because you've invested so much time and energy and money into schooling. Um, this could be a way for you to start thinking a little bit differently. Enjoy. Most doctors don't feel like they need, they can do it, something outside of medicine because you've sacrificed so much, right? Through college, you took all the pre-med classes, uh, you didn't do any humanities, you really tried to do the least amount outside of medicine as possible, right? And then you get into medical medical school and you literally don't do anything but medicine for four years. And then same with residency, right? Uh, so your skills are very deep in medicine, but it's very shallow elsewhere, right? But, and this is one of the goals of the podcast is to show people that what you've been through really makes you a great entrepreneur, you know, persistence, uh, being able to learn, you know, I, the human body is very complicated, you know, and we had to learn every single aspect of it, right? Um, the hours, the due diligence, like, it's just all these skills where you get refined through fire, you know, make you a good entrepreneur. But what is the biggest issue for most of us is perfectionism, right? So in medicine, you don't take a class unless you know you're going to get an A, right? And uh, you don't raise your hand if you don't know that the answer 100%. But that's the 
antithesis to entrepreneurship, right? You you try something, you fail, you try something, you fail, and you really you try 15 things. Even if, if even one of them is successful, you're you're set, right? You don't need to uh have all of them be in success. But you know, if I had 15 patients and only one of them survived, that'd be a bad thing, right? So uh it, it's switching your mindset. Um and a lot of times when you see someone like yourself uh, doing these things that you want to do, you're like, oh, yeah, if he can do it, I can do it. And I can tell you most of my audience are much smarter and more capable than me. So my goal is to <laughs> just show them that I can do it. Uh, so I, I interview people um, that have been doing stuff interesting in entrepreneurship. Um, recently, I interviewed someone who was an ultra marathon runner. You know, for some reason, he'll do 100 miles at a time. And yeah. Yeah, that's like me in yeah. a year, if that. Uh, but it was, it was just interesting to get into his mindset, right? It's like, how do you push your body to do that? And, you know, maybe we can use those same skills to lose a couple pounds, <laughs> you know, so like uh, to help ourselves be less procrastinators. So, mm -hmm. you know, just interview inter interesting people and give people like the real truth. I interviewed someone and we talked about how entrepreneurship is super lonely, right? Especially now from work from home, we're all um, small business owners where, you know, it's just us or maybe our spouse or maybe a couple of virtual assistants and it can get pretty lonely and uh it's hard especially when you get a setback it's really hard because you don't necessarily have someone to commiserate with you know mm -hmm. and especially us professionals uh you know you know people say oh why don't you just go back to medicine you know like people don't understand entrepreneurship so trying to you know inspire people give them the tools and tips of uh, entrepreneurship yeah, you know, you mentioned loneliness uh, with entrepreneurship. You know, it's why mentorship groups, uh, meetup groups, masterminds, uh, networking groups, conferences are so important for people that are going out there doing it on their own because they realize there's other people out there that are also doing it. And, you know, usually people in, in the real estate world, I found, are not sniping at each other. Everyone wants to help each mm -hmm. other. At least uh, they want to help with information, whether it's an ego thing because they know something and they want to tell everyone about it, or they just want to talk about all of their properties and how many doors they have and how much wealth they have, or they just want to legit share knowledge with somebody that is just a couple chapters behind them in the book. Um, it seems it's been a very giving group from what I've seen. Not to say that like the workspace that I came from wasn't, but it was a little bit more political and competitive. Um, but then again, you have a built-in network of people. Like, you know, do I miss my coworkers? Some of them. Others, you know, I don't really think about it all. But, you know, I have a whole new set of, of colleagues and coworkers now. You know, it's people like yourself, people that come on the podcast, people that I meet at conferences, people that are in my mastermind, people that I can network with who, uh, you know, are doing the same exact thing that I am just for their own individual company, right? And that's what entrepreneurs do. They find people that they can learn from. Um, they find smarter people, right? Just like what you're doing. Like we bring smarter people like yourself on the podcast. You bring smarter people on your podcast. Uh, I, we should get your guests on, on this podcast. They'd be the <laughs> smartest people in the world. How long into your career do you think that you discovered that this pivot was something that maybe you wanted to have made? You know, because when you, you come out of med school, you match the program, you're mm -hmm. a resident for four years, right? Were you a four-year resident or longer? Uh, three years. Three years, okay. Yeah. From that point onward, like, where do you think you said, geez, you know, maybe I don't want to do this for 30 years straight and only this? 
in before before you get into medical school they want you to be well-rounded you know not just you know taking bio and chemistry all day they want you to be well-rounded done leadership volunteering and all this stuff right but they beat it out of you when you're in medicine you know well for me it wasn't ever beat out you know uh, I was walking the halls of uh, the hospital while I was a resident and I saw a bunch of art. So I talked to my program director. I was like, hey, who gets to decide who this art is? Can I be on that committee? And uh, I could see him like visually like try to slap me in the you know, back of the head. So he's like, this is not what residents do, right? Uh, and I was applying for a fellowship at the time. They're like, you need to focus on this one thing, applying for fellowship, uh, which I ended up not getting because my CV's all over the place, uh, which was probably one of the best things that happened to me. But I've always been interested in a lot of stuff, you know, and then finally, when I graduated, I could take up some of those you know um and i got a twofer right because not only is this stuff really interesting but i'm taking control over my financial life you know and a lot of us professionals we just co-opt it to someone else but no one's going to care about your money as much as you are you know and at least in the beginning you have to have enough education so that you can tell that they're managing your money well all right, there's another quick take with the Real Estate Law Podcast. For the full episode, go to YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or wherever you heard or listened to that quick take. We also have all of our episodes posted at realestatelawpodcast.com. So on behalf of Rory Gill, I'm Jason Muth, one of your hosts, and we thank you for listening. <laughs>